Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Great. Thanks, Chris, very much. We have a new projector, everybody. Still need a bit more cash, everybody. But you get what you pay for in normal life, but this is grace. So it's God's kindness that leads us to uh, repentance. Invited the theme of our Christmas. In a sense, the idea of being invited is written writ large, not just over the Christmas story, but over the whole Bible story. In a moment, we will share communion that reminds us that you are invited. There is something about being invited that touches us in quite a deep place. Universally, I think, we love to be invited. Even though it was probably for statistical reasons, and in our case, no uh, particular good, when we got invited, and John and Jill actually came with us, they got invited too for probably good merit to the Queen's Garden Party, it makes you feel something because you were invited, even though they just went down a list of a number of people at religious affiliation, and uh, they got to H for Harris, and so we went along. But the fact that we were invited kind of does something to you. We like being invited. We want to be cool and act like we are apathetic about whether we are invited to things, but that's just a cover, isn't it? We want that invitation. Something about being invited and something about not being invited profoundly affects us. It's 1977, and I'm in Lakeside Primary School. And a film came out. What was the film? Star Wars. Well done. What month? It's May 1977. Come on, you knew that. And Luke, who sat on our classroom table, was having a birthday party... And he invited all his friends to go and watch Star Wars. I was the only one on the table not invited. And so began my pathological hatred of sci-fi movies. (laughs) I mean, Luke was a... I didn't want to go anyway. I don't even like Star Wars. But the fact that I remember something that happened in 1977... From someone I didn't like to go to something I didn't want to go to suggests that the level of not being invited to something has a profound effect. Because alienation is our nemesis. Alienation is our nemesis. When we experience being on the outside of something, it taps into that sense of being on the outside 
of something so much bigger, so much deeper. When we feel that tiny bit of rejection, it taps into a bigger sense of rejection that all of us feel. And Genesis was there to help us understand why. Why we live naturally with a deep sense of fight against alienation. When humankind fell out with God, they then fell out with each other. Harmony with God became disharmony. Connection became alienation, not just with God, but with each other. And so the Lord God banished him then from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Where is humanity? On the outside. Where is humanity, the human condition, in that place of being rejected or being alienated. The fall, of course, was not how it was intended to be, but it certainly is how it has become. And like a raw nerve being plucked like a guitar string, that's what happens every time we experience a little bit of rejection. It it sits on that raw nerve and sometimes we react out of that. So we feel hurt and saddened and irritated and angry and it speaks to our sense of identity when someone we don't like invites us to something that we don't even want to go to because it plucks that raw nerve. Anybody know? what I'm talking about. We were made to be on the inside. So when we find ourselves on the outside, it really hurts. FOMO. Fear of missing out. People think that's a new thing. It's only these new millennial kids that get FOMO. No, we've always lived with a fear of missing out. It's just that these days there are so many more things to miss out on. And therefore it affects us in a way that it hasn't affected us before. We all live with a fear of missing out. Every time we fear that we've missed something, it taps into this root fear that we are missing out because actually we are. We're missing out on the way God intended it to be. And that raw nerve is plucked once again. That's why there's nothing worse, or there, perhaps put it like this, there is something worse than not getting that invitation. What's worse is getting two invitations to go to two different things at the same time. Because you can't enjoy either of them. Because if I go to this one, I'm petrified about what I'm missing out from that one. And if I go to that one, I'm fear of missing out. All of these little human interactions take on so much more stress. And if you do not believe me, listen in to the average family conversation about with whom and when, where and why you're going to spend Christmas. Up and down the country right now, those raw nerves are being plucked. Are you with me? In fact, some people have anticipated that it's going to be a difficult conversation, so they started it before their summer holiday, just to brace themselves for it. We live with this sense of alienation. But in the fullness of time, when the time had fully come, when the purpose of time had reached its conclusion, at the right season, God sent His Son acceptance instead of alienation. Alienation 
In God's story of history, his story, alienation must give way in God's story to acceptance. Because in this Christmas story, everyone gets invited. Don't they? The wise men, the foreigner, the educated, the wealthy get an invitation. The shepherds, the poor, the local, the uneducated get an invitation. Nobody's missed out. That kind of covers everybody really, doesn't it? Educated, uneducated, economic status, relational affiliation, ethnic background. Everybody in the shepherds and the wise men make it to the stable because everybody is invited. The prodigal son tells the story of the father going out and waiting every day. There is an invitation every day for the prodigal to come home. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Every day, for everyone, there is the invitation. But it's not the best bit. When the prodigal son came home, they did all kinds of things, including putting a ring on his finger. Because when he came home, he came home to be the son. The story of Christmas is that alienation must give way to acceptance. But that is just the beginning of the true reality of our reality, adoption. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son that we might receive Adoption to sonship. As if we have never been excluded. Not only are we accepted, but we can come in and claim full rights. As if we were never alienated. As if we were never on the outside. As if we had never felt the pain and the heartache of rejection. The full rights of sonship. Now, I understand that If you've been adopted in a human context, there is a struggle. And there is a very real struggle because of that sense of rejection from whatever your earthly circumstances were. But there is something particularly beautiful about being adopted. And it was certainly true in Roman law and it's true in our law too, that if you're adopted in a Roman context, you, you had the full rights of sonship. Nothing less than full, complete rights. But not only that. Adoption was a reminder every single day that you had been chosen. You see, when you have a baby, you're left with what you get, aren't you? You know, please, please let it be a good-looking one. Please let it be. Please, please. Oh, I mean, how many parents have prayed that through nine months of pregnancy? How are the Rileys doing getting ready? Please let it. Please let it be a... Please let it. Uh, you, you don't swap them in the ward for a better one. It's just yours. And you've got to live with it. Don't tell Mark and Vicky about that side of things. But if you're adopted, you've been chosen, hand-picked. That's the invitation for you. And that's the invitation that we will live out through our Christmas Celebrations. You have been 
chosen to be sons and daughters with full rights to live in the freedom as those who have never been on the outside, never been rejected, to live with that sense of alienation busted from the inside out so you can be free to be who you truly are. Let's pray together. As you think about those few uh, words this morning, Maybe that sense of being on the outside, that alienation is very real. It's alive. And the invitation of Christmas is for that alienation to give way to acceptance. To know that you are welcome. To know that the circle of God's kingdom is broken open to invite you in. The door is wide open. The Father is waiting every day. There is not a closed circle, but an open door. But maybe you've got hold of the acceptance, but somehow you think, well, that's just what God had to do. He doesn't really like me. He just puts up with me. He didn't really want me. It's just that he's God, so he has to do those kind of things. No. No. This Christmas, it's time for acceptance to give way to the reality of adoption. I'm chosen, chosen, loved and chosen. And I can live free from every sense of ever having to be on the outside. So come, Jesus, bring these truths afresh to our lives. Touch us and change us, we pray in Jesus' name.